It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. Coming up later in today's show, comedian Bill Maher, the host of Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO, joins us. He's performing at Heinz Hall in July. But we begin the program by talking about another television personality, former WTAE TV news anchor Wendy Bell. Even in the relatively stable television news environment of Pittsburgh, on-camera talent tends to come and go. But when Ms. Bell was fired on March 30th, there was an outcry from her fans who felt she was unjustly dismissed. There were also detractors we heard from. She was fired for comments she made on WTAE-TV's Facebook page that station officials said were, quote, inconsistent with the company's ethics and journalistic standards, end quote. Two weeks ago, or two weeks after the March 9th mass shooting in Wilkinsburg that killed five people and an unborn child, Bell wrote, quote, you needn't be a criminal profiler to draw a mental sketch of the killers who broke so many hearts two weeks ago. They are young black men, likely in their teens or early 20s, end quote. Now Wendy Bell has filed a lawsuit and claimed her dismissal was racial discrimination. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist Tony Norman has written at least a couple of columns about this situation and joins us by phone to weigh in on this latest development. Tony Norman, welcome back to Essential Pittsburgh. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on again. You can join the conversation with a comment or question at 412-246-2002. That's 412-246-2002. Email is ESSPGH at WESA.FM and on Twitter at ESSPGH. Again, the number 412-246-2002. Tony, are you surprised that Wendy Bell is suing WTAE and its parent company, Hearst? I'm not surprised that um, she's suing them. I mean, given the way that um, they parted ways and um, given the fact that um, it left such an an ugly taste in everyone's mouth and the idea that um, Wendy now has to sort of face the the public uh, as a, you know, an accused racist, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that she would uh, turn around and and sue the company she holds responsible for besmirching her reputation from her perspective. What is she demanding? Basically, she's demanding the whole ball of wax. She wants to be reinstated to her, her old job. She wants back wages. She wants uh, all the benefits she would have uh, accrued um, you know, since that time, um, she wants it all, and she wants um, money and, and, and damages and, and the whole thing. Um, yeah, uh, I think the question is, what doesn't she want? So, in your opinion, should Wendy Bell have been fired? No, but but having said that, uh, I, I, I agree with, with all those who say and who observe that what she did was definitely unprofessional. Um, it wasn't very smart. It, it probably did violate the station's um, standards on any number of levels. Um, she certainly wasn't acting like an anchor woman um, because, I mean, how many anchor men and women um, do what Wendy Bell did in that particular instance? Um, it just wasn't very smart. But um, the way... TAA, what TAE went about doing it seems to me equally dumb. I mean, it, if you do have a problem with someone, especially after they've been at your station for two decades uh, and has 
basically been, at least as far as the public is concerned, uh, an outstanding employee. Uh, why do something like this? Why do it in a way that uh, would annoy, uh, as it obviously has, given you know the Nielsen ratings last month? Why would you do something that was so antagonized? You know, thousands of, of viewers across the the state. I mean, across the region. Why not just wait for her contract to run out um, at its regular date and choose not to renew it, and and thus avoid this this whole you know PR disaster? It, it, it seems but didn't, like a didn't, very it, odd thing. Well, it didn't didn't WTAE though? Uh, there was an outcry. I mean, certainly she has her supporters, and there were there were yeah. people complaining after she was fired. But at, after what she said. On Facebook, there were there was an outcry from people who felt that what she wrote was offensive and mm-hmm. that it violated a journalistic standard. Did did she cross a line that a journalist should not cross, and if so, how? I would say that she that she crossed a line that uh, an anchor person, uh, someone who is um, supposed to remain above the fray, who was supposed to be objective at all times, crosses. One thing if a commentator or a columnist um, gives his or her opinion about an issue. It's another thing when someone who basically is a newsreader, someone who you depend upon to just give it to you straight, if you can get straight news from, you know, local television news, you want someone who doesn't have uh, a dog in the fight, as it were. Who's, so, who's not speculating about the identity of, of yeah, the killers before there's been an arrest. Yeah, it's inappropriate on just a number of levels. And it, and it comes across as sort of glib and uh, insensitive. Um, personally, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know her well, and I only know her a little bit from, you know, personal encounters. I, I never got a vibe from her that she was particularly racist. Um, believe me, I, I, I know real racism because I see it every day, you know, in the emails and comments that I get. And I don't think she's anything like that. Um, but I, I think that there may be areas that she was particularly blind to and not particularly uh, adept at writing about. Um, but, you know, she was writing from a position of, of compassion. And, and I think that that should have been a part of the, the, the measuring and the weighing of, of her fate. Now, now having said all this, I, I think other folks have, have made really interesting observations about the filing of this lawsuit and how this takes it to a whole other level, which is uh, much less sympathetic as, as far as I'm concerned. I think she's sort of falling into a, a trap here in many ways in that um, she risks coming across um, racist by claiming that you know she lost her job because she's white, which is patently absurd. Um, and and I think if if it were to go to court. I mean, it could go one of two ways, obviously, you know, she could get the right kind of Pittsburgh jury uh, that will just go along with now, well, even, let, a, let even me, the well, most what, what do you, you know, uh, there's an implication there uh, when you say the right kind of Pittsburgh jury. So when you say I mean, that... in terms of like the kind of jury that her lawyer would appreciate her having, one that is obviously easily bamboozled by such a spurious charge that, you know, she lost her job because she was white. And that you know this is a matter of civil rights. I mean that that's that's crazy. Um, 
but a lawyer has to do what a lawyer has to do, you know. And so, um, if she gets a law- if she gets a jury that agrees with that, then you know, um, what obviously she she might get many of the things she wants. But I mean, if you look at the lawsuit, I mean, I mean, if you really read it, it's 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 pretty crazy stuff. It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. We're talking with Post-Gazette columnist Tony Norman about Wendy Bell's firing and the subsequent lawsuit that she has filed, that her uh, her legal team has filed this week. Nettie on Twitter asks, what sort of contracts have we seen and do we expect to see for journalists or news anchors in regard to social media? And she brings up something very uh, a very salient point here, Tony, uh, because Wendy Bell is saying, her legal team is saying, part of what they've based this lawsuit on is that they're saying she was encouraged by WTAE to put her opinion out there on Facebook. So in the context of the social media age, how was, you know, what she did? You, you certainly explained what you think was inappropriate about what she said. But in, in this context, how was what she did inappropriate? Right. See, and that's where... We, we, you know, this whole thing gets very muddy. Um, if it's true that WTAE asked her to express her opinion and, and in a sense, spread her quirkiness, not quirkiness, perkiness, sorry, wrong word, perkiness across uh, social media, uh, then I think she would have a point because, um, yeah, I mean, if your boss says, hey, go do, go put some more of your yourself out there and and comment on on issues that you probably don't know a whole lot about because xyz you know yeah she would have a have a point but i suspect that uh what tae really wanted her to do was just put out the headlines and say hey watch the show tonight because i'm going to talk about this we're going to have a news story about this or that you know something that's really that's a lot of what you that's a lot of what you see on twitter is exactly what what you're yeah, saying yeah exactly well, they well, didn't want you know her to sit around and pontificate about things uh, that would be absurd why would anyone but, want their anchor person to do that and risk alienating you know large audiences I mean, it you know it's just common sense has to come into play but, but if you if you want to be you know I, i'm sure that her lawyer is going to argue that she was just literally following orders which is kind of crazy well what her lawyer sam cordis is also saying is that wtae officials had control over the facebook page and could have edited his client's post or removed it if they felt it violated journalistic standards tony i think you know very well that everybody in this business has editors there are things that can that, that we can be reasonably reasonably sure have been edited out of newspaper columns and broadcast right. stories that would have gotten some people in hot water. So what about her lawyer's claim that she was, in essence, in essence not being properly supervised? Well, uh, he might have um, more grounds to make an argument like that. But I, I can tell you that, um, you know, as uh, someone who's on Twitter a lot myself, um, I don't pre-screen it with editors. I mean, I put it out there. Uh, I'm sure I have some... Tweets that, uh, if I were to look at now, uh, you know, I've been tweeting for a couple of years now. Uh, there were some I would definitely delete, um, but the uh, the paper has looked over my shoulder. I think it'd be kind of, you know, uh, difficult, uh, especially when it comes to Twitter or Facebook, to expect the editors uh, at your uh, company to really look over your shoulder, even if 
there's an implication that they do. I don't think it, that really happens. But, but don't you be. wish that don't you think WTAE is probably wishing they had something like that in place where they could have said, you know, Wendy, you might not want to say this. Here's why. Let's take yeah. this down. And then none of this would have happened. And, and I think I think probably everybody is regretting that that this happened and probably thinking if only there had been something in place. Oh, I'll, I'll bet you, and I don't know, uh, I'll bet you that since this event, uh, since this incident, none of those anchors are, 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 are tweeting or doing anything on Facebook that isn't the blandest and most uh, innocuous thing you can imagine. And that may be how it should be. I mean, I really don't want to hear from anchors about what they think about this or that or whatever. Their job is to read the news, and, and, and that's cool with me. And when they try to become personalities, uh, I think that's where it really gets into, you know, becomes problematic because personalities have to risk alienating people in order to, to be worth anything. You know, you want personalities to have personality, and if they have to censor themselves, then what's the point? I mean, people don't read columnists to find you know, on the one hand this and on the other hand that, they want someone who's going to take a position, right? I mean, that's my job, you know. So um, in, a, in a sense, when do you want to do my job? You know, you know, I can say what I, what I think about this issue or that issue, whatever, and sometimes in, in crude and unfair ways and, and actually be applauded by my editors. But, um, but if I'm, you know, on the city news side, you know, bringing you straight news, um, I would I would definitely be sanctioned. What do you make of the large drop in the Nielsen ratings for Channel 4 in the first sweeps after Wendy Bell's firing? I think they can be directly linked to the firing. I think people were really angry, and that's why I don't... The bit, For me, the biggest mystery in this is why they decided to do it that way. Why make it... Why, if you have to get rid of her for whatever reason, to save a salary, you know, to to not have to pay that big salary, you know, after 20 years or whatever. Why do it that way? Why not just let it go to the end of the contract and say, hey, Wendy, um, thank you for your service. We're going to go in a different direction now, and um, thank you for all the great things you've done. She can't then turn around and sue you, you know, because like you said at the beginning of this, this is a business where people come and go. They don't typically, stay, you know, stick around with for two decades, and uh, but WTAE decided that they were going to, you know, pull the trigger and go nuclear, and and now they're suffering the consequences. So, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for them, you know. I mean, it's it was a stupid move, and regardless of what one thinks about whether Wendy is racist or not, I mean, it's it's certainly a raw deal to to, to kind of get dismissed this way, with the implication being that you're some sort of racist. Uh, especially when there isn't a whole lot of evidence for that. What, the, what there's evidence of is the fact that she um, wrote a, a a post that was dumb and speculated uh, about a lot of things, but certainly was not meant in any sort of way to tear down, you know, the black community. I mean, that's just silly. So uh, quickly, Tony, because we need to wrap up. Uh, what do you think will end up happening? Do you think Wendy Bell will get her wish and be reinstated? But they, at the very least, they ought to t- um, let her out of her non-compete so she can sign for another station. But they said they were going to enforce that. Uh, so I got a feeling they're just going to settle and 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 just try to and hope she goes away because they do not want this going in front of a Pittsburgh jury. No way. Pittsburgh Post Gazette columnist Tony Norman, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. 
Coming up, an interview with Bill Maher. But first, in a year where both major party candidates face high levels of scrutiny, could a third-party candidate run and win? It's Essential Pittsburgh on 90.5 WESA.